Change of Directions podcast with Nicole Scott and Don Dahlmann. Hello and welcome to Change of Directions, the podcast about hydrogen, the business around hydrogen and the technologies driving the hydrogen society. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming a very special guest. Maria Röttger is with us and she is the president and CEO of Michelin Europe North. Michelin, isn't that a tire manufacturer, some may now ask? What does the company have to do with hydrogen? Quite a lot, as Maria will reveal to us in the podcast. But before we get to that, Maria, can you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Maria Rutka. Um, I joined Michelin January 2020. I remember this very well because it was six weeks before the lockdown um, with Corona. And I took three different positions since I joined. And I'm currently on the uh, heading the region of Europe North role. Okay, and then can you tell us a little bit about what Michelin is doing with hydrogen? Oh, this is a straightforward start. We got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then let me let me go um, one step ahead first. Um, let me bring you into what we are currently doing and aiming for at Michelin. So Michelin is in motion, and this is a really amazing time for us inside the Michelin because we are doing the switch from a tire manufacturer into a mobility provider. What does it mean? Ah, I think many companies are talking about it, but we clearly aim for, uh, in 2030, 20 to 30% of our revenues are coming from around and beyond tires. So it's um, diversification. It's um, less narrow as it was when you are just focusing on the on the tire segment. Huh? Um, even uh, still, the whole heritage is built on the on the tire section. So in this context, this twenty to thirty percent, the around and beyond tires, um, hydrogen is um, playing a key role, and we have built up a joint venture in two nineteen, and it's called Zumbio, and Michelin is um, one of the shareholders of the Zimbio company together with Forvia, Forizia. Some of um, our audience might know this name better. Um, and now since I think March or May roundabout, uh, Stellantis was joining the joint venture. And now you have really a combination of big multinational companies driving Zimbio, the hydrogen joint venture of the three big companies. So where are you heading with this uh, joint venture? What is the purpose of it? And uh... Um, like why are Stellantis and other companies are joining or are so keen to join? <laughs> so, um, in, in fact, where are we heading? It's really related to the um, growing wisters around and beyond. Ah, when you have this always in mind, you ask yourself, what are the different mobility solutions you are providing? And we work on several ones, ah, just to put hydrogen into context. It's also that we work on sailing solutions, Visamo it is called. Um, we are working on, um, for sure, electric vehicle solutions. Huh? So hydrogen is part of the portfolios and one of the key pillars of mobility of the future. Huh? And um, to answer your question, Don, um, why, why are they keen to join and why Stellantis? Um, I think hydrogen is a topic for the entire automotive industry. Huh? Mobility is a question for automotive and for us as end consumers every day. How does it look like in the next couple of years? How do we handle um, the best green, neutral um, mobility solutions? And here hydrogen is an answer. And Stellantis is for sure very strong on the European markets. Um, it's strong on the US market. And therefore, 
um, as they were one of the first ones where their fleet solutions um, were um, served by, by the fuel cell solution on hydrogen base. So they were one of our first customers um, after 2019. Um, they now switched from a customer to a partner status and joined the joint venture. And their strong heritage on the different big markets uh, is for sure a good partner for us. Can you can you explain a little bit how it kind of comes together with this partnership? Like some examples of the projects maybe you're working on and, and how actually everyone is coming together. What What is really important, I think, for our audience to understand in this joint venture, uh, that you have um, brought big partners and market leaders in their different segments. Um, we brought them together through this joint venture. And um, this joint venture is on eye level. You don't have a situation that you have one with 60% and one with 40%. It's really one third to each. So you have really three strong partners acting on eye level together. Not Michelin is deciding, not Forizia is um, deciding. So you have the committee um, and they act on eye level, working on a quarterly and on a monthly basis together within the committee and taking the right decisions for the future. The aim is that by 2030, we are able to offer 200,000 stack solutions uh, to the market. Today, we just have a couple of hundred. Um, we are able to produce. We have a big factory um, um, next to Lyon. And this couple of hundreds maybe sound, it doesn't sound very big, huh? but in fact, the hydrogen market is in a startup phase still. still huh? So in fact, it's what we get as a demand from our customers today. So the growth up to 200,000 in 2030 goes along with moving this market from a startup character into really a fully fledged um, and growing market in the future. The movement, or the move from, from Michelin towards hydrogen doesn't seem a natural one. Forgive me if I, if, I, if I say that, because, you know, you're making tires. So, so what have you to do or what, what, is, what can or how can you benefit from hydrogen? So at first, I'm I'm hearing I'm having a strong opportunity here, Don, to convince you on what we are doing um, within this podcast over the next couple of minutes. Um, for us, it's maybe much more natural from the inside um, today. Why this company is more than 130 um, years old huh? on hydrogen? Um, we are doing research and development for more than 20 years. It's not since yesterday, ah. Huh? And this 130 years, um, I think when when I joined the company or before I even took the decision to join the company and when I looked at the history and where we are coming from, I clearly see this innovation, this constant progress, innovation, finding new technologies. Huh? And this is so much part of the DNA of the company and going with, a, I think even we call it today sustainability, we name it concretely, it was always part of the company, uh, thinking in this direction. Uh, how do we find the right balance between the people, the profit, the planet um, questions? How can we support through new technologies uh, and allowing people to have a different level of mobility in a, in a sustainable manner? I think from the inside, it was very much already for for long-term part of the company, this innovation and technology um, passion we are having. And then it's just a natural one when you look at what are the current needs and limits also from the mobility solutions we are having, what are the limits, the limiting factors we we see um, every day as an end consumer or as a big fleet, um, that for sure this is a topic which we need to collectively crack as an automotive industry. Yeah? So for me, it's maybe much more natural and it comes across from the outside, it seems. 
And so from a company perspective, how were you able to kind of create this ecosystem of innovation? Because going from a tire manufacturer, which yes, there is a lot of innovation to be done in order to make that product a little more green and using new and cutting edge, more sustainable products, but shifting from tire making to sailing ships and hydrogen and like new concepts of mobility, this had to be a, a shift in the way that your employees had to think about innovation or had to conceive about how Michelin was moving forward. So how, how did you manage that shift? At first, in um, the way you're asking the question, you are thinking that we have completely managed the shift. Huh? Um, I think a podcast is also a moment of true honesty. Um, and I think we are on this shift. Huh? It's, it's not fully completed. If today um, the absolute majority of your business is done on with tires, um, it's, it's just natural from an employee perspective that we are still on the shift. Huh? But I think what we are raising is the appetite to contribute it, the understanding in the context of climate change, the need for finding more sustainable solutions in the future. And there you get the buy-in from the customers, from the employees and the Um, How did we raise this or cultivate this system you're describing, Nicole? And it's um, when we met the first time, we discussed my background a bit. And my background is I'm coming from an HR background. Or well, I'm very unusual CEO and president of the region because um, I spent 15, 20 years um, on HR roles. Huh? So for sure, there was a high appetite to understand how did they do it in Michelin when I joined the company? Yeah? Um, what is really their secret that this is so much part of the DNA of the culture and the culture? And in fact, what I've seen is that on the one hand side, there is a constant progress thinking in this company. Yeah? Um, we are working a lot with progress um, tools. So what does it mean, a progress tool? Yeah? This, um, you have idea management systems like many big multinationals are having, but really this emphasis on every single and small contribution to make small things every day a bit better is completely cultivated. Yeah? It's embraced. You have system where you put small ideas inside. Yeah? And they were truly picked up. They were put into action. And I think this is very important to make this kind of system flying up. Um, this in combination with when you work strongly with your customers, think about an um, ordinary equipment customer, think about a big OEM uh, um, and the needs they are having. Uh, they plan five, ten years ahead and saying, this is a car we want to bring on the market. Uh, the tire is the only part of the car uh, touching the ground. Uh, so help us to develop something which is either helping on uh, rolling resistance when you have the current EV discussion or help us to find the best solution on um, driving performance or whatever. So you have different needs from the customers. And when you work um, on eye level with your customers on what are the best solutions we can provide and co-develop there, then I think you bring a full company into, into action to say, um, when we think five, eight, ten years ahead with our solutions, um, we come with the best ideas then how to answer these questions of the future. It's super interesting what you what you are saying, like the shift that you have, um, not only through hydrogen but like completely in your in your company, uh, also the shift in in thinking. I, you said you came from HR, so how do you motivate people in your in your company to do the shift? 
to a certain part, um, I'm very lucky or the leadership teams are lucky um, because when you work for Michelin, um, it's kind of you you share a common passion huh? and this passion is really related. We care about giving people a better way forward. Huh? And it sounds like HR, blah, blah, what I'm doing here. Huh? But I, I realized how deeply it is grounded every day when I had my onboarding. Don't forget, I'm I'm not only a CEO and president in my role, but I'm also an employee. And as an employee, I'm having my own onboarding. I'm seeing how I'm building up my networks within the company. I'm having my own discovery journey. Yeah? So I'm always having the different hats on to have a different view on the company. And what I'm clearly seeing is that there's huge passion for what we are doing. Yeah? Because when you don't have the pa passion, you leave in the first two or three years this company. Yeah? And this environment. Let's be truly honest around it. If you don't develop um, your your passion for tires, for mobility, yeah, for the way we are operating in Michelin, then you you don't want to continue to be part of it. Not that we are losing many people on the way, but there's a clear choice um, people are taking. And then um, when you open as an as an end consumer, you open your news. You have children. You ask yourself, um, how does this climate change impact my own life? How does it impact the life of my children? Then for sure, you have a total level of motivation to say, well, I want to contribute that it goes in a good way, not only the next five to 10 years, but the next 50 years. And this is the challenge of the generation of the human beings being on the earth today to find solutions that we have a couple of hundred years in front and for all people on the planet. And so from this kind of like larger perspective, um, you're working within Europe, right? And there's a lot of initiatives that are going on right now about hydrogen. There's the New Green Deal. There's all the things that kind of came out of that. There's also what's happening in the U.S. with the um, Biden's incentives as well. And so from like a bigger perspective, when you look at how Michelin should work within, within I guess, Let's let's stick to Europe because the world is maybe a bit bit too big of a <laughs> a playground. But if we look at, at 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 Europe, how do you see Michelin fitting in with Europe's goals, or and do you think that they're enough? What is getting every day more relevant is that you really need to work as an entire ecosystem together, and this for me includes your customers, your partners. Um, it includes your suppliers. Um, so we are not only a supplier to OEMs or car dealers or whatever. Um, we also have suppliers working with us. Huh? When you think about natural rubber or whatever, um, it's it's that you have a strong partnership network. You have your customers. You have the governances you're working with. Huh? Um, I, I could continue for a while to, to describe the entire ecosystem and the different roles contributing to it. What is important for me that what I'm seeing more and more when when I open the newspaper, when I listen to other podcasts, yeah, it's um, that too much we are taking a position who's not doing his or her job. Yeah? And honestly, this is for me not the question of the day. The question of today is how do we all contribute? How do we fulfill our role um, and the responsibi responsibility we are having related to exactly this climate change discussion? Yeah? Um, and for me, um, I, it's not about finger pointing, but do I, would I expect more contribution, especially from a European Union, uh, on creating an environment? Uh, look at the example of the US. Uh, let's do it for a second. Um, when you look at the energy costs for Europe, uh, 
I'm sitting in, in the big associations in Germany, like the VDA, the uh, German Tire Association, or in the Kautschuk uh, Rubber um, Associations. And for sure, when you sit there with mid-sized companies, but also with the big global players, um, the question of energy costs at the moment, and when you compare the support you are getting in the US these days, huh? it's a com on a completely different level. When you have the same discussion on labor costs, huh? there's a huge pressure for European companies and we need to contribute, do our fair share as a company to it, but do I expect governances to be much clearer in how do we make European a place where companies want to invest, where they want to work for the next decades it's um, it's currently, from my perspective, not on the right level, for sure not. Huh? And when I'm looking at coming back to hydrogen or also the EV discussion, when I'm looking at the infrastructures, the commitments the European Europe, uh, Union is taking or German governance is taking when I'm focusing for a second on Germany, um, which is part of my responsibility, and I see how much we are preparing the infrastructure and which with, with which speed we are doing it, this is far behind the needs we are having from a consumer perspective. Huh? That is that is true. Um, but on the other hand, you have to say, especially when it comes to hydrogen, there's a lot of movement at the moment and there's a lot of development and it's really quick. Uh, when you think about, or when you think back like two, three years ago, nobody was talking about it. And now it's like there are billions of investment coming in also uh, in Germany, but also in France. Um, in France, you have the so-called Hydrogen Valley. Uh, how is Michelin involved in that? And uh, what are you providing to the, to the Hydrogen Valley? So the Zero Emission Valley, um, it's in the region of Auvergne, one Auvergne. And um, I, I think you heard already in everything what I said, that we are truly believing on this partnership on eye level huh? So Michelin um, is a partner of this um, zero emission valley as it is the NG group, as it is the region um, Rhône-Auvergne. Um, and the region Rhône-Auvergne has picked it up and say, we are helping to have kind of a pilot, a pilot region, a small region where we build up the entire infrastructure and we see how it is working when you take a bus, when you take a truck, and how do we ensure mobility within the valley um, providing the right infrastructure, how long do we test, um, how long does it last, um, um, how can we ensure that the entire transportation of goods of human beings is working in this testing area and what are the learnings we are having on the way. So um, Michelin is together with the region and the NG group, um, the partner of building this, let's call it a valley or test zone, in fact, uh, it's, a, it's a pilot project. So it's been my understanding that Michelin was one of the original companies to push for the zero emission valley. Uh, how did that come about and why that region specifically? What you are looking for is that um, you find partners with the same interest and passion and willingness to make it happen. Huh? And this is what they really found in this area. So with the Andrew Group and the Rono Vernier, they were the ones saying, okay, we are ready to also financially invest. Um, from a regulation standpoint, um, we don't have any blocker um, and um, we are equally willing um, to invest into this um, valley as you are doing with Michelin. So in fact, what they are doing there, they build up this ecosystem, um, um, 20 stations and one 1,200 vehicles 
Um, so with this 1,200 stations around, you have a um, very good testing area to see um, how long um, do we stand with an, with a truck or um, with a when at this stage. Huh? How much um, is it, uh, let's say, do you have a traffic jam? If they do go for their natural flow, how much do you have, for example, a little traffic jam? Huh? Because if you have 20 stations and 1,200 vehicles, you can imagine that you will see some habits huh? Um, is it good enough? How much um, time does it take? What are the new normal times when they go for the recharging? Huh? Um, this kind of, let's say, real life experience um, you can see inside the valley. It's a lot going on at the moment, as, as you said also. I mean, we need to do a lot. Um, this, is, this is so true what you say and that we maybe need to do even more. One key aspect or one thing or on topic that people start to concentrate also on is tires and how green they are, how renewable they are. So what is Michelin offering there in terms of reducing emissions and, you know, a, a renewable green tire? So for us, it's not only that the tire needs to be built out of sustainable material. It's really that we want to make sure that the entire chain is built on sustainability. I will um, go to it later before um, I'm answering your question. So today, in average, our our tires are at 30% made out of sustainable material. The aim um, 2030 is 40%, um, and in 2050, you are at 100%. So now you could ask me, I'm anticipating your next question, can it be not more already today in 2023? And um, in fact, what we are doing is we are giving an average number to the market because we want to make sure that not only one tire liner where you have a dedicated specific customer who's interested and sensitive to sustainability is deciding for this tire. We want to make sure that we do it on all our tire portfolio. So um, still from a production, from a technology process um, you have for sure tires who are ahead. So when you take a um, passenger car tire, you're today at um, average 20%. While when you go to moto, um, um, an e-bike um, is significantly above the 40% already. Yeah? So it's about making sure that sustainable material are used in all our tires and not on a specific tire line, which is available to a certain number of customers. This is very important for us. When I'm allowed, Don, it was not part of your question, but for me, it's very important that we also um, share that it's not only about the sustainable material, right? Huh? It's also related uh, um, to your entire sourcing. It's related to your entire production process. It's related to your, your downstream. Huh? So, um, for example, where we have um, today intensive discussion with our customers is that we favor a direct factory shipment. Because when, for example, you do your supply chain, you go to warehouses first and from the warehouses you allocate, you are moving the tires much more around. And with the transportation we are having today, we cannot do it completely green yet. Oh, this comes back to our um, hydrogen discussion. Huh? And therefore, um, having sustainability reflected in everything what you do, in your sourcing, in your upstream, in your production, um, in your downstream, um, this is what we are aiming for. And this is a company tool. Um, the tires are built 100% um, out of sustainable material. Thank you so much. That was Maria Röttger, President and CEO of Michelin EU North. It was super interesting to hear how Michelin is preparing and already working on the transition 
to a hydrogen economy. If you want to learn more about the hydrogen economy or more about what is going on in the hydrogen world, or if you want to stay up to date with all the news, be sure to visit our website, changeofdirections.com. We offer a free weekly newsletter. And of course, a like and a subscription to our podcast is always welcome. Thank you so much for listening and until the next time. <laughs>